Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. Excuse me. Can I get a table for 16 girls? Separate bills, please. Hey, I asked for extra yellow sauce on my Benedict. Hey, <laughs> I asked for extra yellow sauce on my Benedict. I think I lost my phone. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I asked for extra yellow sauce on my Benedict. I think I lost my phone. <laughs> There are a bunch of drunk girls going out for brunch And the table's all sticky cause they spilled mimosas They are the brunch girls it's for extra yellow sauce in my brunch girls my phone morning sweet world and welcome to the no dunks podcast on the athletic network a fine network we're here in the classic factory thursday may 12th i'm j.e skeets and alongside me as always we got tass mellis that wasn't sarah silverman but it sure <laughs> sounded like it. <laughs> we got a tasha hat boy rocking the bookies t-shirt trey kirby hey hey the international man of mystery taking it to the max lee ellis friends mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And over yonder, pushing the buttons, making the magic happen, super producer JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team right now. Joining us live. We appreciate it here on YouTube. Take a second, like the video, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube, share the show, comment away, email in your NBA questions to nodunks at theathletic.com. And if you are a fan of Survivor and you enjoyed last night's episode, we'll join Tass, JD, and myself, my man TK. Wait, what's going on? Where are you? I will be fathering children oh, okay. <laughs> at okay. this point. Mr. Mom there yeah. for this afternoon. That's fine. Uh, Tass filling in for TK as we break down episode 11 of Survivor 42 last night. Really entertaining episode. That's No Buffs, which has its own YouTube feed and its own podcast feed. And we'll go live. Uh, 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 I don't know. Yeah, maybe around one. Well, maybe 1.30. Yeah, let's do 1.30. Okay, 1.30. I have to go home after this show and let the dog out. I'm, I'm doggering. Oh, you let finally the dogs out? found out. Yeah, it was me. It was me. 24 years later, we have an answer. I'm going to tell my kids tonight because they're always asking me. <laughs> tell them what Uncle Skeets yeah. let them out. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I'll be back here with Tass and JD for No Buffs talking about Survivor. Okay, we had some interesting games last night. Uh, two very different games to break down. 
But we also had a wedgie. And it had been, <laughs> I want to say, almost like two weeks since we had a wedgie. Wedgie number 42 on the season, our third of the postseason. And it was from the Greek freak. Yep. Sticking a deep three-point wedgie there. And uh, shout out to everybody that always jumps on Twitter and Instagram and at, at No Dunks Inc. to let <laughs> us know. Brian Anderson was all business on the call there last <laughs> night too. Wedgie from Giannis and then move right yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. He, he was, it's fine. I feel like they were mid-conversation yeah, about something yeah, with Stan yeah, Van there. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, wedgie, boom, let's yeah. go. Okay. That's a big playoff game. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Pivotal business, game. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's yep. great. Uh, nice wedgie there. From a super duper 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 star. Feels good. Doesn't happen very often. I was thinking about that this season with the 42 wedgies. Giannis, I know Luca had one. I think Tatum had one. You know, it's like it's a short list of like that superstar sure. level, even sort of all star level guys. It's it's usually your uh, you know maybe some starters, but bench players, role players, the odd rook. Yeah, all stars, even all stars doesn't happen very I often. Know, man. I was just looking at the uh, oldest wedgie on record, the nineteen eighty six All Star Game. Speaking mm. of all stars, <laughs> oh, wow. I'll throw it up on our uh, No Dunks Twitter account. Okay, but later today it was found by uh, I believe an NBA TV Canada producer up in Ooh. Canada found it, went deep in the archive and sent it to us. Eighty six All Star Game. Yeah. Wow. I, wow. Yes. Okay. Can't wait. Um, can't yes. wait to see it again. I can't wait. Let's get into the games. You know where we're starting on today's show. Drew Holiday stops the Celtics' last two plays, the block and the steal. Bucks come back from, what, 14 down in the fourth quarter. Giannis with the 40-piece. They take the 3-2 lead. What a crazy game task. It was wild. I think the Drew Holiday plays kind of overshadowed how much the Celtics blew this game. They, they did. Let's not be gentle about it. They were up early, late, I should say. Uh, and why they blew it, the offensive rebounds killed them. They were up yeah. six with a couple minutes left. And Wesley Matthews dug in for an offensive rebound after a miss and set up Yanni's for a three. One of seven offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter. Seven in the fourth quarter. That made it a three-point game. Then Marcus Smart goes the other way and just let the ball slip out of his hands. He just lost it yep. uh, when there was a wide-open Tatum on the three-point line. And uh, then they go the other way. A live ball turnover like that sets up another three for Drew Holiday. We're all tied up. And then Tatum goes to the line, puts the Celtics up two. And why it's easy for me to say that the Celtics blew it, you know, don't sugarcoat it. This next play, another Offensive rebound after Yanis hits the first one. Beautiful stroke. He goes wide right. Way wide right. <laughs> Short and right. He knew yes. it. He yeah. knew it too. And Marcus Smart oh. was able to toss Drew Holiday aside and go after the ball. Jalen Brown did initially box out Bobby Portis, and the two guys ran into yeah, each yeah. other. Smart had it. It's smart had I think it. Jalen totally. thinks he has it too, and they collide. You're right, and it, it just squirts out. It was a real left fielder running in. Doesn't tell the shortstop he's coming in, <laughs> yeah. and the shortstop and, and the left fielder collide. Whose fault is it? Did they not talk? One, I got it, and this series is the other way. Uh, and so it just pops out to Bobby Portis. Again, one of seven offensive rebounds. He puts it in, yep. and then that leads to yeah, Marcus Smart thinking he's wide open and driving baseline, and Pat Connaughton, no credit uh, given so far, but he did a good job of cutting him off, sort of like you know, J.R. Smith cutting off Andre Iguodala, and then uh, LeBron comes in for the block. Same thing, Pat Connaughton 
nice shimmy, and then Drew Holiday swallows oh my off Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. There was a there was a pass there for Jalen Brown, but anyways, and then, yeah, because Drew leaves Jalen Brown. Yeah, there's a pass there, and then yeah, the, then we see the Marcus Smart. Yeah, uh, the other giveaway as well later. That one uh, not as crazy in, in my mind because like I think Stan Van said, like they're trying to maybe even foul. Yeah, there. they're up three. Be super aggressive in any sort of backcourt situation. Mm. Like I feel like Marcus Smart even on. did that earlier in the playoffs, right? right? Like he went right. for a steal with them up three. He didn't get it, but the, and ended up being the foul. But uh. Yeah, man. Drew Holiday, the block, keeping it in bounds. Oh. Like, if he would have just been able to do that, that would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. And he still saved it off Marcus Smart. So, yeah, I don't know. The 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 recipe for the Bucks remains the same. Giannis just go be the absolute best player on the court. What an incredible performance by this guy. Bleeding from the face mm. in the fourth quarter. If they go on to win this series, that, that, that photo should be equivalent to LeBron's stone face against mm-hmm. the Celtics uh, right. from 2012. Right. That's just an iconic photo to me, but you got to win the series first. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah, yeah. otherwise, that's just blood. And <laughs> even though he had a 40 spot, the Celtics stars outplayed the Bucks stars. 40 plus 24 from Drew Holiday, while the Celtics, Tatum, and Brown got 70 combined. They should win that game. They have to overcome Giannis' yeah. superstardom. He was amazing. Horford did as well as he can. And they did overcome it. <laughs> but they just blew it. It was sort of like what the Bucks did to the Suns. Just got extra possessions in that finals last year. And that's what it came down to. It was a couple heartbreaks here for the Celtics when they couldn't get that tip in Game 3. Now here in Game 5, I don't know if they can overcome it. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, the Bucks did it to the Nets last year. where They were down 3-2 and overcame it. But the difference was the Bucks were going home. Now they're going home up 3-2. Um, I think it's an interesting point. The offensive rebounds from the Bucks to like give them more chances to pull off this comeback. Do you also think that the Celtics maybe got a little too into killing clock as the sort of game went down the stretch here? I thought a part of it. And it's always like, it's tough. Because on yeah. one hand, everybody just says, keep running your stuff. It was working for, you know, 45 minutes. Keep moving. Keep that action going. Uh, and if you take a sh- if you take a shot with ten seconds in the shot clock, well, if it's a good shot, you'll live with that. But I thought they got a little too like, all right, let's just kill basically as much yeah, of the twenty four so, second yeah. shot clock as we can. And it became a little bit like, and you know, Tatum was great for the most yeah. part in this game. Some of the shot making that he was making to get them that lead, I was like, whoa. But uh, I think that with the offensive rebounds they were giving up, I thought hurt them a little bit. It was like that classic football thing. Let's talk all sports again. Why not? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it is them. like where you're up and then you're like. It's a little like this. You just like we'll just run it. We won't. Yeah. We won't risk even throwing it. And it's like oh, three and out. They're getting the ball back. And I thought they just got a little too uh, concerned about the clock. I yeah, think. I mean, I guess you can make that point. I honestly think so much of it goes to the Bucks making just clutch play after clutch yep. play. Giannis stepping up and knocking down that three. I think was huge to take that shot in that moment. He hadn't been shooting at all well. He knew his team needed. It. He knocks it in. And on the next play down, Bobby Portis was open for a split second, yeah. and he very nearly decided to let it fly. Instead, I think it was Horf, uh, Grant Williams who ran past him, and then he went out to Drew Holiday, who also t- stepped up and knocked down the three. So I, I understand the, the story this morning is a lot f- a lot of focus on Boston blowing it, but I actually think you've got clutch play after clutch play from the defending champs. That, to me, is really what stood out. And then, of course, the incredible defensive play. I watched back this morning that Drew Holiday, how long he had in the air before he was going to touch the ground to throw it off Marcus Smart. 
it was like less than half a second, and he was able, and he said he was looking to pass to someone first. Yeah. wasn't there, so he just uh, caroomed it off uh, Marcus Smart. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but caroomed it. Caroomed it. But the fact I don't know is, it's a word. But yeah. I think it's the right one. I mean, I think you're more caroom. I think you caroom like a rebound. But um, but again, I, I, like and and Eric Name has got a fantastic article up this morning that this wasn't where on the athletic on the athletic. Oh, the athletic.com yeah. slash no dunks. Get yourself a um, because that play in a, in a itself was like wow what an incredible play but Drew Holiday was like I work on my body to be in that position where he can keep his core strong and ready and he starts barefoot he wants to feel the ground first he works from mm. the feet up so it's like that- Brent Berry when he gets into a hotel room <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow that's a, pool, a, a deep pull there but um, but so so for me I mean you know again like I didn't think Boston got exceptionally tight. I just think the pressure from Milwaukee created mm. those opportunities yep. and they went down. Giannis had four fouls in that fourth quarter, two offensive fouls and then two kind of sloppy ones, but he didn't let that sort of like affect him. Uh, you know, he stayed in the game. We saw uh, for the first time in a long time, maybe forever, referee Mark Lindsay being held back from coach Budenholzer. <laughs> yeah. That was how wild it was. Pat Connor had to get in, <laughs> in the middle of it there. That was some crazy stuff. But um, I thought the officials, by the way, for a, a, an extremely you know competitive, uh, high intensity game, got a lot of these calls right, like down yeah. the stretch, to the point where the coaches are looking at their staff who are looking at it on the iPad, going, "Are we reviewing that? Are we are, you know yeah. are we going to challenge that?" Because they nearly and they did. didn't. Yeah, they, both they, times they, they the, considered it because it was like the Grant Williams foul yeah. on Giannis. There was contact there, and, and the, the offensive foul on on Marcus Smart. Yeah. Which, and again, it was like that, you're not going to get that one overturned. So good, smart decision yeah. there. But uh, so just for me, Giannis, you know, not afraid of the moment. He, we know his shooting is still sort of a work in progress in some ways. He steps up, he takes him, and uh, that's what I love about it. His competitiveness is just incredible. This was honestly one of the best fourth quarter playoff basketballs, like. Uh, that I can remember. It was so tight and uh, just incredible stuff. Where do the Celtics go from here? I mean, you said like they let this one get away oh, from yeah. them. They they, they dropped the ball. Um, but can do you still believe this team yeah, can go into Milwaukee I think and win they game can. six? Uh, it's it's you know a couple big punches. Game three and game five where they didn't get those tips at the end of game three, and then this one's a heartbreaker. I think they're mentally tough enough to fight back, uh, but. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, I, I definitely thought the last couple of minutes was uh, that was theirs, and and they were concerned with the clock. I think that's what happened to Marcus Smart, where he had that loose dribble with two minutes left, and he got into the lane, and just absolutely like bounced it through his hands. Uh, and I think he was dribbling, he was dribbling out clock up six, letting it, you know, just just kind of being loosey goosey with the ball. I, th- I think the sort of the the intensity of the game. Kind of just left them because they just, you know, looking up at the clock and decided it, this thing is over. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that obviously kills against a team that can offensive rebound like that. That's uh, And, yeah, that's, that's what happened at the end. Of course, uh, the bloody Giannis is the, uh, the iconic image. That's beautiful stuff. <laughs> it was a nice, perfect blood. little trickle. Yeah. That's what that was oh, really great about beautiful it. Beautiful blood. Oh, it doesn't like matter. It. And did he get elbowed by his own teammate? Oh, yes, yeah. indeed he did. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't matter because, uh, you know, 30 years from now we'll be saying <laughs> it was Al Horford who did it. <laughs> yeah. Al yeah. Horford made him bleed, and that's how uh, uh, Giannis and the Bucks were able to come back. But, I mean, you saw everybody last night tweeting, this is the heart of the champion kind of stuff, and it definitely is because that could have been the game, the Horford dunk, like the Horford follow dunk yeah. oh. to put him up. Uh, I think it put him up by six. Six at that point, two minutes left. Yeah. yeah, crowds going crazy, and then the Bucks, like you're saying, Lee, hit back-to-back threes. And I don't know what the deal is with the Celtics in the fourth quarter. Marcus Smart was definitely doing too much, but to me, 
that fourth quarter has been the Celtics at their worst for like the past three seasons because it was all ISO, it was all yeah, mismatch hunting, it, it was no rebounds, and it was all jumpers, and it was no free throw attempts as well. You know, mm-hmm. like I think T- uh, Tatum, though, Tatum got yeah. to the line yeah, a little bit, but nice. they weren't getting in the lane or anything like that. Yep. When they were bad in the first half of the season, we kept saying too many soloists, be an ensemble. Too many soloists in the fourth quarter last night. Yeah, I mean, but in game. Four, they did come back themselves from that big margin in Milwaukee. So uh, that, that's why this series is not over by right, any stretch. Right, right. I mean, Friday and, night, and, right? That's game six. Yeah, and Giannis oh. even said it after the game. He was like, yeah, look, great win, but it's not over. We know what's coming, uh, and, and they have to play to that same standard in game six, which is going to be incredible stuff because if the Celtics are able to sort of drag it back to Boston for game seven, then it probably tilts back in Boston's favor, home court like that. But uh, I mean, that's, you know, the, the Milwaukee Bucks, six for six from three in that fourth quarter. Yeah. Like just wild stuff yeah, who, there. Who hit all West those? Matthews, Obviously Giannis, what, Matthews, Connaughton. Yeah, Pat Connor, I think, hit Drew two. Hit yeah. Drew hit one, Giannis hit one. Yeah. And Did Bobby hit one? Uh, Drew hit two. Oh, there it is. Giannis, Wesley. And then two for Connaughton. Yeah, two yeah. for Connaughton. Yeah. Connaughton was really solid. He was. Oh, my well. God. Yeah, yeah. Plays they, great Massachusetts. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm telling> you, <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you said there was two times, uh, really three, where I thought maybe the Celtics were winning the game. One when they were up 14, and, like, they were rolling. I thought Tatum, again, like, he, there was a stretch. And, and Jalen Brown, who had a, a you know a really good game for a good chunk of it, too. They were just, like, hitting some tough-ass shots, especially Tatum. Mm. It was, like... The shot making is next level. Like this is like I'm not really sure what you do when the guy's hitting shots like this, like fading away, getting some kind rims, bounces and stuff like that. But I thought it was over then. Then I thought it was over when the Bucks were down four with three minutes to go. Holiday he missed a little like push hook shot in the lane. Portis yeah. got the rebound. Yeah. You're like oh huge board. Got it to Holiday, and then he had a little pump fake, and then he missed off the glass. And I'm like well man they had two chances there. I was like mm-hmm. wow like. He couldn't capitalize, and you're like, oh, they're down four. I know it's only four with 2.30 to go, but it's like, ooh, that's a backbreaker. And then right after that, Jalen Brown, he misses a jumper. And Al Horford with the huge, you know, put-back <laughs> slam to put them up six with, uh, like Trey said, like yeah. two, basically two minutes to go and the place going insane yeah. because they thought they had it. And uh, yeah, and somehow they lose this game. <laughs> so I, I, it's uh, miraculous yeah. to me. Even when Peyton Pritchard had that like end of shot clock sort of flick in the lane, I think that put them up fourteen. It was like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is just Boston's night. They're yeah. just going to be able to do it. And, and as I say, Giannis picking up the two offensive fouls and then two other fouls in the quarter. He only got four for the game, but they all sort of happened really, really close together. The Bucks looked rattled, but they just never, ever stop. And uh, that's a credit, I think, to Giannis because he's the leader and he's like, and we've seen it so many times against the Suns, obviously, in the finals last year. Against the Nets was that game. It was a regular season game where they were down, they were gone, and he just keeps on going. And for a guy who's playing all these minutes, the physicality of that defense... And that eye, when they went there, zoom in, it was a big old cut there on yeah. his eyes. Well, you get 30 seconds to patch that up, they're saying on the broadcast. Like, I mean, was there any concern with you watching? Like, are they going to be able to stop it and all this? Well, yes, yeah. absolutely. Because I know, the like, Steve Nash back in the yeah. day, with the bloody nose. I know, like, in, in, in fighting and in UFC and stuff, when you get a cut usually there, it's almost impossible to stop that thing bleeding. So uh, they did it. They were alluding on the broadcast as well. I thought he was saying someone else to take the free throws, but if they do, then Giannis is done for the game. Yeah, I was, I'm not, I was. Well, yeah, I'm yeah. not sure with the the blood. Are you really? That's what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know about that one, but yeah, I could don't be know. Right. I wonder if they yeah. just let him play for a bit with the trickle, just so we could have that beautiful image. Oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Because even the even that's, the uh, even the broadcasters were saying you got to stop the play here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The guy's got blood going down to his chin. We can all see it. Why not whistle uh, and get him and get him? You know. 
get him to the corner. Uh, and he and he did a couple times. It took him a couple times. There's a couple thirty second timeouts uh, to to try and seal that yeah. thing. But yeah. Of course, this is all Giannis and the trickle down effect for him just not stopping. Uh, he, he yeah, trickle. No pun. Nice. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> you know, we talked about Shaq yesterday. There it is. Nice. There it is. JD had to go get Listen, yeah. Rachel, JD's wife is doing some painting. Professional painter. Why can't we commission her to paint Giannis's face? I don't know if she do, does face likenesses, <laughs> wow. but there should be an oil painting of this. Look at this. The Greek god. I'll see what I can do. I'll, uh... <laughs> Put it on her desk and see if we get anything. What were you saying? Well, just talking about Shaq yesterday, there were some Shaq-like dunks, I thought, from Giannis there last night where there's just bodies around him. He just rises up and smashes it down early on in the game and then late in the the fourth there as well. And you just sort of see Tatum and, and Brown and those guys just like... There's absolutely nothing you can do to contest that. You just almost have to give up those two points. Don't foul him because he's probably going to dunk it anyway. But, man, what a what a beast of a uh, athlete he is. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, he had 40, but uh, Tatum's 34. Like that, You kind of take that, right, and yeah. expect everybody else to, to do enough. And really they did. Uh, but, yeah, they don't stop, and those seven offensive boards are just uh, a testament to that. They didn't stop in uh, Celtics yet. Like Trey said, they they have some problems in the fourth quarter. They do. The, the Celtics, when they were up, and it looked like they were going to win this game, definitely a part of the story that we would have been talking about here today was like, wow, look at these two guys they picked up at the trade deadline. Tice, Derek White, look what these guys are giving them you know, off the bench since they had played incredibly well, obviously. They, like, you know, not really all that instrumental down the stretch, of course, but like yeah. Tice, 5 for 5, 11 points. Okay, great stuff. And then Derek White, another great game from him. 4 or 5, he hit a 3. Uh, he played 32 minutes, so he played a lot more than uh, Daniel Tice. That's 20 points off the bench, and we would have been like, wow, these guys got, these are moves they made at the deadline. Like, they're going to help them get possibly by the Bucks here, and, and still possible, of course, uh, and, and who knows, maybe win a championship, but things change quickly oh yeah change yeah. quickly yeah. you can never turn the game off no no you can't did you uh, think about it no 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 not you that better one. not have turned the second game off uh different story <laughs> for the second one there, for sure <laughs> yeah 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 um I liked uh, Jalen Brown made the pass last night and went to Stan Van Gundy and a little bit of a joke on the call. Stan goes, well, Jalen knows I'm a shooter. So uh, that's why I was firing the ball out to me. I enjoyed that. I was getting a little <laughs> bit tired of Stan Van saying every time Giannis took oh, a yeah. jumper or a three, <laughs> every single time we got to like hammer home the fact that's a win for the Boston Celtics. I mean, I, we all get it at this point. Yeah, a lot better for him shooting a jumper or a three than him dunking on three yes. guys. But... He also, especially when in rhythm, and if it's not off the bounce, he's really not that bad, he can knock these down. I mean, yeah. he's worked on that part of his game. It's, again, I, I really like it when, well, that one three that came out to him, that's off a pass, off an offensive rebound. And then, uh, yeah, and the jumper even wasn't all that bad. But cool. he just, that, Stan Van was saying it every single time. Yeah. Get and, it, man. And he said he was pointing over to him after he hit that three. So <laughs> I looked on the replay. I couldn't see that. But <laughs> yeah, I, I looked at the, at the long angle replay, and Giannis's three just was perfect in his trajectory and its accuracy there. Just dropped in. <laughs> well, just well, that thing rattled in a little bit. It did, but yeah. it went back to front, not like side to side. So. <laughs> God, <laughs> the shot doctor. <laughs> I could take more threes because, look, two for five last night, made a huge one. One of his misses was a wedgie. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Stuff. That's three for five, more. really. Yeah, yeah. 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 three for five, sixty percent from three. Yeah. People love it. Uh, saw it on the free throws, the two free throws at the end. One, pure. Yeah, a beautiful form. The next one, wow. Because right. we got it on the side angle there, didn't we? And you could see. Yeah, we got soon a crazy let, yeah. camera angle where we could see people yeah. going like this baseline. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. they stuck with it. And yeah. as soon as he, as soon as he released it, he was like, "That's off to the right," and yeah. he was ready to go. Uh, any other notes on a very entertaining? Game five. Uh, 
really the only entertaining game five we've had in the second round here. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this was certainly the most pivotal. For sure. Uh, this had a pivotal fourth quarter. That's huge. Um, I'm just thinking about this now. So Giannis is at the line for the free throw. Brooke Lopez was on the bench. Bobby yeah. Portis was on the right block. Why wasn't Al Horford on the same side as Bobby, Bobby? Portis? Wouldn't you want big on big there? So when you say right block, are we looking at the rim? Looking at the rim. Well, the, the side that Portis yeah. grabbed the rim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like right. he was on the right side yeah. of the free throw line. No, he got to the other side. He was on the other side. Oh, so and Horford he, whiffed on the box out that badly. No, Jalen Jalen squeezed him. <laughs> and we got that play. I guess I'm getting it. I know, I know. JD, we can roll it. We have the play. Wow. Here. I don't remember the details, but I'm thinking it if, sounds like two small guys next to the one big guy that was there for the Bucks. Yeah, okay, but that's got to be a box, right? No, Horford is on Portis. Yeah, oh. yeah. They literally had the ball. They well, then this is a bad box out by Al Horford. Wow. Yeah. And a bad rebound. Well, J- Jalen actually gets in front of Portis. <laughs> he just ran then, around to Well, yeah. they run into each other there, <laughs> and the ball pops out. Really, it's, Bobby. hey, let's have oh, it. That only just, just went in. Because you can so easily just put a little too much on that when you're that close. He did a great job when he got the when it squirted out, it goes yeah. to him. He didn't bring it down at all. Nah. He just kept it high. Nah. But, but hey, that was a Budenholzer move. Play Bobby Portis the entire fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I thought yeah. it, I thought it backfired because Tatum got to the line just before then and hit the two free throws really easily, you know, escaping Wesley Matthews and just going around uh, Bobby Portis. Why not have Brooke in there? That was my question. And then it goes the other way. And, yeah, Bobby Portis really didn't have to do much on that board take corral it but mm-hmm. you know heads up to to put it in after the shortstop and left fielder banged into each other literally just one i got it and this season is different i, I think <laughs> or uh, or same yeah same, that's a same yeah, let somebody may, grab it yeah they uh, may have both said i got it i got it i don't think so i don't think anybody said anything because mark <laughs> hold Smart on guys from... i don't think people are saying i got it i got it on on rebounds no no, no, no. somebody's gotta call same Tatum's gotta somebody. Call same same <laughs> somebody somebody had to say something they had to because mark smart came from the three-point line he shouldn't have been there like he wasn't part of the you know, uh, the guys lined up, and he came out of nowhere, sprinting through Drew Holiday to the side. Yeah, I know. And, you know, he came in wild. It was just, you know, sometimes I, th- I think you look, you know, you high, put the Marcus Smart package together in that fourth quarter. He just tried to do a little too much. Obviously, he's at the board. He had the ball in his hands. That's great. The effort is great. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, you know, what I'm saying is, it's not a pop fly where you have like five seconds to be like, <laughs> you got it, I got it. No, I got no. it. I mean, this is literally bang bang. Like he's trying to get the ball, and they. And so was Jalen, because yeah. get the ball. And they, unfortunately, just uh, smacked yeah. into each they other. They needed the same. They needed the same. They needed the same. Hey, Taco yeah. Fall was in the crowd there last night. They should have brought him out for that oh, last wow. play. Yeah. Could he use Robert Williams? No yeah. doubt. Oh, yeah. I thought they were missing yeah. him big time in the fourth quarter. Basically couldn't play Grant Williams. He's really struggled, I think, since coming into the starting lineup. Derek White was pretty good through three quarters, yep. but did not want to take a shot in the fourth quarter. And you would have liked to have another big guy near the rim, because you're not going to play Tice in that situation. So... Definitely missing him and everything he brings to the Celtics. Mm. I, I'll say like one more thing about this whole like Giannis free throw thing that led to the rebound from Portis there. Um, it's so weird, especially on the road, of course. It's in Boston. Giannis goes right that time. He gets fouled. I mean, it's a hook shot, but it's a bang-bang yeah, yeah. call. Yeah, you know, yeah, he, he got him. Grant, sure. I think, gets him. Yeah. But it's funny because the crowd, the Celtics fans are like, they're pissed at a foul's called on one hand, but then they're also like, well, hold on, it is Giannis. Giannis. <laughs> and it's like, we maybe like our chances of yeah. missing a free throw here. So they're like, it's a little uh, funny to me. Like, they're a little torn. They're like, boo, bad call. But wait, hold on. Let me think about this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. maybe a good thing. And it was because he missed, but couldn't secure the uh, defensive. Five yeah. extra shots in the fourth quarter. 
for the winning team. <sighs> math. Math, man. I math. Mean, uh, yeah, I don't like the three versus two math can get boring, but that, this math, I like this math. Five extra <laughs> shots. That's what happens. This Bucks team, that's how they won in the finals. Never underestimate the heart of a champion. Did you go back and watch John Tesh performing uh, <laughs> the NBA on NBC theme song? Because I did. Good for you. Yeah, man. Pop? It's uh, it's so good. Well, I just also see people tweeting Heart of a Champion. So I was like, All I right. got to see if this video is still as good as I remember. And it is, man. Like <laughs> playing himself in yeah. yeah. answering machine message. And then once the song starts playing, he's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he has the Heart of a Champion. Yeah. He really does. Oh, <laughs> man. I would love to see the NBC opening for Game 6 on Friday oh, night. Would you? Oh, that would be awesome. Just the slow-mo <laughs> stuff, you know, like. Only minutes away from Oh, uh, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A, a nice little, yeah. uh, you know, somebody write something cool about exactly, the Exactly, yeah. It's about a minute lead in, and then we just hear the, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I love it, like a minute lead in. There you go. Uh, let's talk probably a lot quicker than that first game uh, about the Grizzlies crushing the Warriors to avoid elimination. They're forcing a game six. We're headed back to the Bay. Um, but this, I mean... It was over. You could argue it was over the half. It was really, of course, over at the third quarter, at the end of the third quarter. They got, about 55 at one That's point. That's right. <laughs> 55, 55 points. points. Uh, so the Grizzlies, uh, without John Morant, uh, put up one hell of a performance here. Yeah, it, it was like season on the line stuff. They just came out firing, and it worked. I mean, they, they scored 77 points in the first half and led by 27 at halftime against the Golden State Warriors, who I think are favorite, aren't they? Or Are they the favorite to win the championship? Really? They were, weren't they? Oh, no. maybe they were. Anyway, yeah. um, but, uh, the, the, you know, this is the sort of performance from a team that you just want to see, like, just desperate, going after everything. Everyone got hot. They were 8 for 18 uh, at halftime from three-point range. And Desmond Bain, who has been struggling, looked really good in this game. Now, yeah. he's had a back problem, and he said this is the first time he's felt good. And uh, I think you could see out there he was just playing really well. And then it got to the point where it was very rare in a playoff pivotal game you see starters all rested. Oh, hold from... on, that's not pivotal. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, Technically, it's not pivotal. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, sorry. I'm yeah. Uh, yes. Um, but from the third quarter, late in the third quarter to the end of the game, the Warriors starters uh, did not return. Uh, Draymond did return to dance and chant and <laughs> yeah. sing along with the fans, doing the uh, whoop that trick with them. That's and right. then afterwards, he said, hey, I don't respect those who, who, who only bring the energy when you're winning. you got to be there. If you talk the trash, basically, you got to go out there and back it up and enjoy the moment. So, right. bit of a He's weird talking thing. about himself there. He's talking about yeah. himself because yeah, yeah. he was having so much fun with the crowd there because Steph, before the game, said they were going to do this whoop that trick, the Memphis hustle yep. Yep. thing. Uh, <laughs> Nailed it. And so the fans uh, and, the, uh, and the home team basically rubbed it in Steph's face. Fair enough, too. I mean, you, when you're down 55... This is just humiliation for the Warriors um, and uh, Mike. But they didn't Brown. seem humiliated. About no, that. I think. I mean, part. look, they they sort of look like okay, it's fine. We're going home for a chance to close yeah. this one out. That's what it felt like to me. And uh, whether or not Steve Kerr coaches, not sure to be seen. But uh, Mike Brown's career is a uh, <laughs> that was more a King's performance from the Warriors last night than the it's his uh, first playoff uh, loss. <laughs> yes, yes, for Mike Brown, right? Well, it goes it, to Steve Kerr, though. Well, I know, yeah, but yeah. Mike Brown as an acting yeah, yeah, head coach yeah, yeah, was, yeah. I think he was 12-0 and 0 or 11-0. Yeah. and 0. He had never Oh, right. Okay, okay, right. Okay, right. Yeah. Uh, so he's got that 1L now. So, look, anyway, I mean, the Memphis Grizzlies were 45 seconds away from winning game four. Remember? Like they... <laughs> I got a game yeah. I think you're asking all, yourself. Well, it's all blending together. No, you're together. right. Yeah. You're you know, right. They could have very close, easily yeah. been they're, up there. They've played very well. So, you know, 
Golden State are obviously favourite at home here to close out, but I do expect Memphis, they're used to playing without Jar Morant. They've shown yeah. they can compete here, and now they've shown that if they get hot early on, they can be a, tr- a handful. And Golden State, some awful turnovers in this game as well. Just dreadful turnovers, sloppy. So the Grizzlies know, like, if they're on, they're a chance. But uh, I think the Warriors still probably close it out. And, see how uh, many uh, turnovers they finished with, Lee? 22. <laughs> the Richie Bennett. That's right. 14 oh. in the first half, and yeah. they were dumb. Like, yeah. these were yeah. mostly dumb, almost unforced turnovers. Just a comical effort, honestly, uh, from Golden State. I think this was like an 11 point game with five minutes left in the first half. Uh, I think Poole had just hit, in the, hit a three. Really bad turnover by the Warriors. Goes the other way. Tyus Jones. Hits a three-pointer, turns into a 14-point lead, and then in the course of five minutes, like Lee's saying, it was mm. a 27-point lead at halftime. <laughs> and the Warriors, it just seemed like they were like, okay, we're going to win this one in game six, mm. and we're going to talk about whooping the tricks. They were talking about it more than they were worried about actually doing it, I think Draymond included. I think it really filters down uh, from him and Steph as the leaders of the team. They were just, uh, they weren't into it, man. They, they did yeah. not give a playoff effort in this game. Yeah, and you look at the shooting percentages in the first half. They were actually relatively close, but Grizzlies had 10 more offensive rebounds in the half, 11 more turnovers from the Warriors. The Grizzlies attempted 18 more field goal attempts, hmm. uh, field goals than, uh, than the Dubs did in the first half. Uh, alone, uh, you know, and then it gets a bunch of garbage time. But um, yeah, what'd you think of this one? Were you shocked? I mean, we thought the Warriors might take care of business in Memphis and close this out and the opposite happened. It is shocking that a team, yeah, down 50 plus points could go on and win the series. It doesn't happen very often. If we look at it afterwards, when all is said and done and the Warriors do take care of business, yeah, that would be shocking to see a game start garbage time with five minutes left in the third quarter. I know sometimes they do, you know, give games away, but this, this is surprising that they wouldn't be ready to play. They got out-rebounded for the first time in the series. Yeah. That was supposed to be the Grizzlies' uh, forte, but the Warriors have fought for the first four games, uh, even if it has been ugly. And, uh, yeah, I wonder if they're sweating a little bit going back for game six because they've given up a 3-1 lead once upon a time. Are they sweating at all? I I think it's got to – obviously their effort's going to be way different. Yeah. Way different after this game. But, guys, they – not only did they just, you know, not show up, uh, but they also start Jonathan Kuminga here three games in a row, which they know isn't their best lineup. Uh, is it just trying to get him reps for the conference finals? <laughs> because they're they're playing different lineups here that aren't their best units to start. They're playing a 19-year-old, the youngest NBA starter in playoff history. They know he shouldn't be playing. But to me, from the get-go, uh, it's it's just it's a little odd that they continue to play him, and then the effort. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm sort of conflating the two things. But uh, anyways, I don't know what happens in Game Six. I really don't. We got a blowout. It was the other team. Uh, Memphis got one further city that's been there all season long without John Morant uh, because they were yeah 20 and five without him. It's pretty cool. Grizzlies show they can do. You can do anything. And, and overcome your superstar. And, can they win a series though? I don't know. Can they force a game seven? I don't think it's out of the question here. No, but I you mean, know, look, Stephen Adams returning has helped. Mm, Absolutely helped. Uh 
what what he can mainly do on the on the boards. And like you said, they finally out rebounded the Warriors in the game here, and they sort of dominated them, eighteen to four offensive boards. Jaron Jackson Jr. I thought was amazing right mm-hmm. from the jump in this game. That's what you want to see from like now your star guy with John Moranto. Desmond Bain you already talked about looking the best he's looked all series. Maybe the back was feeling good. Mm-hmm. Tyus Jones doing a great job really in the last two games filling in for John Moranto. He had 21. And, no uh, turnovers as yeah, usual. Yeah. As usual. And then um, I will say I owe you $10. He finished 5 of 13. Dylan Brooks did. Oh, in yeah, the uh, yeah, shooting yeah, department. Yeah. But Dylan Brooks <laughs> was at least not um, for the most part I'll just jack a three-pointer here, try and take a hero shot. Yeah. He was attacking, attacking, attacking. He was still missing a fair amount of them inside early, but uh, he played great defense on, on Steph, and he is, I mean, he's a hes a dog defensively. You guys said Beverly. I really yeah. see that a lot, mm-hmm. but I owe you $10. Oh, I, I completely forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, 5 of 13 he finished oh, uh, nice. overall, so but sub-50% obviously. I mean, it's possible, and highly likely, I think someone spoke to him and said, listen, you're better when you're attacking yeah. and aggressive, not just firing away. When you're shooting, I think I, I think it was 16% from three. Yeah. So maybe put that one in the bag yeah. for now. Yeah. Get inside. See a because, couple go in inside. Yeah, because he's a, he's a strong, aggressive guy and he yeah. can get inside. And uh, that that really is it's so important. If he can do that in Golden State, that's going to give them a better chance of getting at least better looks than him just firing away. Uh, okay, well, here's, what, here's a hypothetical. Grizzlies pull off the Game 6 win. John Morant playing in Game 7? I mean, no, it's it's only because it sounds like they said he's out for the playoffs. How old is he? 22. 22. Uh, <laughs> bone bruise? <laughs> yeah, if he was I 20. Mean, if, they win, if they win back-to-back games over the Warriors then, and they're both by 50 points, then maybe don't bring him <laughs> don't back. Don't bring him yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Good point. I Let guess, I don't know. Yeah. I'm looking ahead, too. I got to worry about game six. But uh, they, they've played a lot of this series close, so it's not that far-fetched, of course, that no. they could, could win in, in Gold State. But you know the Warriors are going to play so much better. Just like just take away all the sloppy turnovers alone, and, and you definitely are still in this game in the first Can half. Can they? Well, the Warriors take away sloppy turnovers? Steph Curry loose. is willing to throw a behind-the-back pass in Game 7 of the NBA Finals, and they've been loose this entire series, and the, the Grizzlies are taking advantage of it. I can't believe this. It feels to me like the Warriors are missing a Maurice Spates type. They don't have a stretch big mm. who can make Adams unplayable for the Grizzlies. So right. Adams is able to shut things down inside. He's able to control the glass. I think four rebounds combined between Kuminga and Wiggins last night. And Steven Adams had six offensive rebounds himself. They're not able to play him off the court. Mm. Which is crazy because the Warriors are usually such a good small ball team. Obviously Otto Porter was in, then he was out last night. He had a few good games. But they just don't have that like actual tall kind of bigger dude who's able to bang a little bit and then also stretch things out on the other end. David West would be uh, sure. perfect for that. Yeah, same sort of guy, mid-ranger and a banger. Well, they're not in desperation mode, really. If they wanted to, they'd start start Otto Porter. They'd have a team out there that is their best lineup, right? Like when it's happened in the past. Like when they've gotten to the NBA Finals and they played Zaza Pachulia for three rounds and they said, all right, it's time. <laughs> Bring out the big guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not desperate quite yet. So that's that's why, I, I, yeah, the effort level is not there yet. <laughs> you know, it wasn't in this one. It wasn't. They were not focused. You can't lose by 50 points and be ready for a playoff game. Otto Porter Jr. has a sore right foot. I don't know what his status will be for game six, but he only played 12 minutes in this one. I guess that was, um, you know, part of the blowout too. Uh, but we'll see what his, uh, if he can go on Friday night. Friday night? Yeah, this one on Friday mm-hmm, night too. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Love it. Mm. Any other thoughts on the Warriors? Mm. If only you had bet on Rich Strike. Uh, I, I think of that because number 21, Rich Strike. Yes. 
three Memphis Grizzlies with 21 yes. points in this one to lead the way. You would have more. I was. I was in heaven looking at that box. Yeah, exactly, score. exactly, <laughs> exactly. And you would have ten dollars to give to Lee Ellis. I know. Yeah. You got to go Are you on. on Venmo? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, we can we can double or nothing if you want. I mean, Ooh. you know, why not? Why not? You know, because oh, I, I absolutely completely forgot about it anyway. So you know, <laughs> I was wondering where the tweet was. Yeah, no, I I, I forgot we bet. You know, don't <gasps> bet, kids, unless you win. Then bet all the time. I think we're the only people in the world betting on Dylan Brooks and whether or not he can shoot over fifty <laughs> wow. percent. All right, let's double it on shooting over fifty percent in game six. Uh, he's due. <laughs> all right, double or nothing. Here we go. Come on, Brooksy. Uh, all right, we gotta take our first break. Uh, when we come back. Jokic gets his second MVP. It's official. <laughs> yeah. The horses make an appearance. We called it here on No Dunks. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Sean Marks uh, and his uh, press conference. He had some interesting comments, his I thought, remarks. about Kyrie. Yeah. <laughs> pew, pew. And uh, a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? (laughs) You mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. All right, back with the boys here in the Classic Factory. Let's get to the up-down report. Preparing your tubies. It's the up-down up report. report. You guys remember how to play this? Hmm. I don't. I'm we asking. S- we stand up if we like something. <laughs> Lay on the ground if not. Close. So people can't see you. Thumbs up or thumbs down mm. for the following. First one. Uh, yesterday, Jokic received the MVP award for the second straight year. He accepted the trophy in the most Jokic <laughs> way possible at a horse stable in Serbia. Yeah, he arrived in a small carriage there while live Serbian music greeted him. Uh, no fancy outfit, just uh, shorts and a tank top and a helmet and glasses and a horse. And we literally called this. This is crazy. Uh, up or down on the Nuggets surprising Jokic with his MVP award this way at a horse stable <laughs> in Serbia. Uh, Trey, what, what do you think? Uh, two clip-clopping moves. <laughs> uh, easily. This is the ultimate awards prank. 
Because the horse had to be in. <laughs> Think about it. At a surprise party, the distractor and the deliverer is like a key part of pulling off the surprise. So they yeah. had to tell this horse, all right, yeah. we're going to need him. We're going to need you to let him uh, take, take you out on the course, ride around for a little bit. While you're out there doing some laps, we'll sneak in. We'll sneak in a band. We'll get custom t-shirts. It'll be really fun. And it totally paid off. So shout out to that horse. They're usually a net negative. Horses are, but in this case, definitely came through in the clutch because Jokic was obviously touched that the Nuggets did this and brought the trophy yeah. overseas. You could see him crying, or maybe it was allergies to the horses. I'm <laughs> unsure. Either way, very, very, very cool. I like what the shirt said. Some people want to see you fail, disappoint them. Then with a little Joker crown down there at the bottom, I like that he is committed to a tank top even away from the basketball yeah. court and even had that custom helmet with a 15 on it. All very cool as far as I'm concerned. Also, it looks hilarious yeah. when he's riding the, the <laughs> little cart. He's so, like, so chill. Like the horse giant. Jokic, a giant. Uh, this tiny little cart <laughs> that he's uh, sitting on the back. So you think the horse in on it, that means a little bit later Jokic was like to the horse, I knew you were eating that carrot a little differently today. <laughs> I knew something was up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you, you were taking your time with those carrots today, yeah, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, Trey's up on it. Uh, very unique. Um, huge up. You're, huge up. Huge up. Yeah, I don't have hooves, but I'll go with my thumbs. Okay. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Again, this is why it's far better than any NBA award show because we see weird, odd images like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At uh, first, award presented overseas, I imagine. I don't remember another one. Hmm. Pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, so very cool. This is an international game. Now the uh, the trophy is also international. Mm. And then he had like the uh, little interview with Ernie. And it was like dark uh, yeah. in Serbia and a beautiful horse in the background in the stable. <laughs> there was a dog choking away. Uh, was it the same horse then last year that he that he rode around? Do you think is, that, is this the back to back horse? Celebration, uh, maybe. Uh, no, I thought. Look, uh, Tim Duncan. I've got the photo here of when uh, he got the MVP award, and he had like basically just short jean shorts, sandals, and a shirt on yeah. there with uh, David Stone. I thought that was the most casual ever. Right, seen. right. This one trumps it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just like, ah, uh, I'm just. You know what? You bring the trophy to me, and I'll celebrate. I'm not coming back there though. I'm on my uh, PTO right now for Nikola Jokic. <laughs> so, uh, just great stuff. I mean, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's hilarious how predictable but yet still funny it was when it actually happened yeah <laughs> i was gonna say the only reason you could be down on this if you wanted to make the case is like Jokic is like maybe he doesn't like surprises right and it's like <laughs> i'm at i'm at the farm i'm at the stables this is my place this True, is sure. this is me time and then suddenly <laughs> i'm pulling up on my old majestic beauty steed, be yeah, steed thank you that's the word steed. i'm looking for and uh, uh you're all here you said steve i thought you knew the name steve? of the horse <laughs> I think the horse steve the horse yeah <laughs> Could be. it's steve yeah. Yeah. Now, what what is the name of that horse mm. i'd love to find out love to know somebody's gotta know uh, oh, somebody oh i hope it's not medo that's uh my my why my serbian friend alex is it i see trey nodding i i'm seeing dream catcher Ooh. I'm oh. also seeing he purchased a new horse recently named Bella Marguerite. So apparently oh, he's got more than one. Yeah. Or, okay, maybe Dreamcatcher is the stable, which is what it said on the sign. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Horse. Maybe mm. Bella. Horse. Might have been yeah. Bella. Uh, well, in the end, the voting results, you know, we thought, wow, this, how close is this going to be? It wasn't all that closely. Mm -hmm. um, it was, I think, the Joker having more than double uh, first place votes than Embiid did. And then Giannis was the only other one to uh, even warrant one. Um, were you surprised? 
Uh, by the by, you know, Jokic sort of running away with it in the end. Or I, no? I mean, yes and no. Uh, it could have gone that way for sure. Um, I, 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 you got the feeling over the last month or so that it certainly was leaning towards Jokic. And Bede had a great season, but he also missed some time there towards the end. Probably more than anything, I'm surprised Giannis only got nine um, because I think Giannis is still my MVP of the season. And uh, I just thought he would have gotten a few more of those first places. But I think, again, when you've won two already, you've won a finals MVP, I think sometimes that can count against you a little mm-hmm. bit. So, uh, But good to see Devin Booker also get in there at number four. Um, and, don't, I mean, everyone there had a very, very good season and, and deserving of some votes. So uh, it, it's hard to sort of nitpick over, you know, who got how many of what uh you know, one, two, or threes. That was the first thing I did, Trey, was I was looking at how many names got an MVP vote, because that was something you did way earlier in the season, like halfway through, maybe, or maybe near the end, but uh, I forget what the number we decided on was. Maybe 12, or yeah. did we get it down? I think I missed one. I don't know if it was, it was either 11 Jimmy. or 12. And no I Jimmy. Like, yeah. no, or, no Jimmy was yeah. the one. No yeah. dri- Jimmy and no Trey Young, which was Lee's. Mm. What about this guy to oh, throw yeah, in right. as well? Okay. But, but otherwise... Yeah, I mean, even LeBron and KD got votes, and yeah. I mean, not the greatest overall seasons for them but you're still making the this guy's one of the best player in the league uh cases so i'll toss him a little number five or there Mm. but i don't know it is very strange to you know the past couple of days of nba discourse where like is joel Embiid not winning the mvp affecting how he's playing in the playoffs we got Jokic riding horses meanwhile Giannis is out there bleeding from the face leading a 14 point Mm -hmm. comeback Mm. in the playoffs yeah i will say one thing i liked about him getting this award around his horses is everybody was sharing that time Kevin Durant won the horse and he got the horse <laughs> trophy. <laughs> so this, uh, this now trumps uh, that as uh, previously the best horse award in uh, the NBA history. That was sad. That was sad. It's a great photo though. KD yeah. winning the. I think it was the. Was it the? I mean, first when they rebrought it back. I know they used to do it back in the eighties, but was that the what, first horse? time? Yeah, they played horse in the eighties. Yeah, they played it like at like halftime of some of these hmm. games or something. Uh, I don't remember them doing it. Uh, no, but anyway, back yeah, to the yeah. KD one. Was that the first? Was he the first time? I think so. Yeah. 2009. Because they did it for a couple of years and they're like, wow, yeah. this sucks. Yeah. yeah. But and, it's a funny photo. And they're doing it outside, which is. Yeah. It's too weird. <laughs> <laughs> too weird. <laughs> too weird. Uh, where would you, if you were to win Most Valuable Podcaster, <laughs> what would be like, where would you like to receive it? Me. Yeah. To be mm. surprised, I guess. Like. Oh. Or, or Here, not. I'd be surprised Here. if I won most valuable <laughs> podcast. Actually, <laughs> Rachel comes in right now. She just plumps it down on the table. On a horse, yeah. though. Yeah. Can we get a horse in the I classic would. factory, Jeannie? Uh, if, if Rachel came in here right now and plopped it right here i would i'd pull a wwe razor blade cut myself so she could paint the image oh, of a, me a bleeding. Greek man bleeding yeah, yeah. i would do it right now let me do it right now i'm gonna win it's not working scratch hard enough it might yeah. be uh all right next one here uh at a season ending press conference on wednesday nets general manager sean marks non-committal when asked about Kyrie Irving's future with the team, the quote that got everybody's attention, let me get it to you. <laughs> We're looking for guys that want to come in here and be part of something bigger than themselves, play selfless, play team basketball, and be available. That goes not, not only for Kyrie, but for everybody here. Again, that's Sean Marks. Uh, so, Lee, I'm not sure how much you caught mm-hmm. of it or how much you read about it, but up or down on Nets General Manager Sean Marks' press conference there yesterday. Double up for uh, Sean Marks. I thought it was really well spoken yesterday. I, he didn't sort of throw Kyrie under the bus at any point, but he basically just said, if you want to play, then play. And I think he's, he's right in that. And he's also saying that Kyrie has a player option, so they can't really 
decide what's going to happen until Kyrie opts into he, that or true. opts out. That's true. So that's sort of the emphasis there. But I thought it was well spoken. He, he's like, look, they fell short of their goals this year. When they're at full strength, he thinks they can be much better. And Kyrie has to sort of decide what he's going to do. If he's going to commit to the team, then commit. And that means things like now, it doesn't matter so much anymore with the vaccination because it doesn't really, he can play anywhere. But Kyrie could have got vaccinated earlier in the season and been a part of the team. He chose not to. That was his choice. Mm-hmm. And I think Sean Marks is basically saying, if you're in, you're in. If you're not, then maybe you're not the right fit for this team. So I thought he was composed. I didn't think he uh, ranted and raved or he tried to subtly say anything right. to Kyrie. He was just saying, just play, man. That's all you have to do. Kyrie holds a player option, you said it, for $37 million next season. If he opts out, he'd become an unrestricted free agent and eligible for a five-year, basically $250 million, uh, max salary contract if he's re-signed with Brooklyn. Also eligible for a four-year, $185 million extension if he picks up the option. There's a lot of money here for a guy that didn't play, obviously, uh, even half the games, but should be moving forward, maybe, with Brooklyn. Uh, what do you think of Marcus? Well, I, I think Kyrie feels ridiculously empowered with what happened last year because he sat out. At first, Sean Marks in the Nets front office said, no part-time players. And, right, then, and right. then they retracted on that. He became a part-time player. Uh, last year, Sean Marks also said, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, these guys are going to be locked up long-term. And he made that prediction. Obviously, it went uh, went south. Uh, so I, I, I think what he was saying here, he's trying to retract all that. He's trying right. to say, hey, we're trying to get players who want to play. Uh, no more signings of buds. No more DeAndre Jordans. That's what I read into it. Like No no more dictating by the roster. I'm going to try and you know grab the reins of this. And I don't know if he can. I, I, don't, I think it may be too far gone. Uh, I, I, it has to be a connection here. I don't think this 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 subtweet at the same time of Kyrie Irving tweeting the, the hmm. sensei from the Karate Kid yesterday, uh, where the Karate Kid sensei, the sensei specifically from the original, is just nodding. Okay, okay, that's what he's nodding. <laughs> so I think Kyrie is just listening to the 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 conversation. And la- a couple months ago, he said, you know, me and KD uh, in the front office, we run this thing. You know, he, he mm-hmm. did say the the front office as well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think he feels entirely empowered to do whatever he wants. So, yeah, he's probably going to play. But I think I – don't, I don't think everybody around the organization feels like everybody is sacrificing for one another. Right, and, right, and, that's right. And so maybe they make the first round, maybe they make the second round, maybe they make conference finals. They're really, really talented. But at this point right here, right now, you see the teams that are still playing in the NBA. They fight for each other. And that doesn't – feel like what the Nets are doing and if Kyrie had a reason uh, like he found a reason to not play in this season he would take it I think I think that's uh, basketball ain't his number one with a bullet he ain't fighting every single possession for everybody on that uh, floor and so that's that <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised to see Kyrie oh, go take a break he took a break uh, basically from the Cavs where he, you know he wasn't around practice and like so you know that could happen again Brooklyn has up to 10 players who could be free agents this summer, too. So Marks has a lot of decisions to make. The one thing I took away from the press conference was definitely him, Mark, saying, we want to get back to like when Kenny Atkinson was here and we played our asses off and we're surprising some people getting into the postseason and then take that sort of attitude and then put it with all the talent that we have in KD, Kyrie when he's playing, Ben Simmons if healthy. I mean, that that makes sense. That That would probably work well. It's just whether or not he can pull it off or get these guys to buy into that, I guess. And how do you do that? Honestly, like they traded away all of their culture pieces who were mm-hmm. kind of like homegrown stars and like a Jared Allen or a Karis LeVert, even D'Angelo Russell became 
mm-hmm. an NBA player, really, uh, with the Brooklyn Nets. Like you're saying, Kenny Atkinson is gone. They've got 10 free agents. There, I wouldn't bring back everybody that the Nets no. had this year, no. so there's going to be a lot of roster yeah. turn. The same people are going to be the same people. It's going to be KD. It's going to be Kyrie, because I'm with you, Lee. It sounded like Sean Marks was calling out Kyrie in this, but also he's going to come back because there's no real way for the Nets to replace a player of that caliber at that salary slot with how much they owe, and then Ben Simmons will obviously be back be back so he's saying we need to all be pointed the same way right you guys are the culture you came here because you liked our culture and then what happened to our culture when you got here so i I don't know if they're able to go back to where they were in the past the other big takeaway i had from this is that it sounds like steve nash is coming back Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, that was a little bit of a question at the end of their series but with all of the talk of sean marks kind of like we just got to get together with steve and figure out blah 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 it definitely feels like he's still in their plans i I think the one other quick line from sean marks he said kevin durant is our best player development coach yeah uh so that i is that a shot at nash and his staff i think partly i think they need kenny atkinson's on that staff working with guys a little bit more because they didn't get better they just said hey talent do it uh seeing uh seeing a new zealander sean marks sitting next to a canadian steve nash Mm -hmm. talking about an australian ben simmons thought was at the walkabout in london there for a minute (laughs) totally few people who get that joke you know (laughs) international audience yeah it was good uh but the Kyrie tweet i think that was in reference to that season ticket promo that went out and Kyrie wasn't on it and he says a picture is worth a thousand words or a few words and then it was changed like half an hour later then Kyrie was added to it so oh yeah okay great so i guess he's staying with the nets (laughs) well i guess he was i guess he was sort of saying oh i guess they don't want me and then they're like all right then you better just throw him in for now he hasn't decided what he's doing all right i didn't even see any of these tweets i guess Uh, i uh yeah i mean maybe i blocked them or something like that uh (laughs) final one here up or down on the Sixers and Mavericks, and or Mavericks, really, uh, forcing Game 7 tonight. We got Game 6s, Philly trying to stay alive, Dallas trying to stay alive. They're both at home. Tass, are you thumbs up or thumbs down? Let's say it as both. Both force Game 7s, baby. Uh, nah, I don't both. I, I, <laughs> I, I have a lot of faith in the Mavericks being there until the end. Okay. They're going to be there until the end. The Sixers, I, I hope, I hope we have a great game, but I think the Heat smell blood. And I think they will come out and try and end this thing. Now, maybe Embiid has an MVP-like performance after a non-MVP-like performance uh, in Game 5. I guess the storyline of him being, quote-unquote, sad because he didn't (laughs) win it, maybe that's good. Because I think sadness usually turns into anger. usually turns into focus. And uh, so initially sad, determination, hopefully, for Joel Embiid. But I worry. I think the thumb is really bothering him. I think the... The eye is more of a nuisance than anything, but it is a nuisance. He's got a back problem. I don't know if he can do it. And uh, if anything is an indicator from their history, I think that March 10th game where they got spanked uh, by the Brooklyn Nets like they got spanked in Game 5 is a bit of an indicator because the next game they came and played Orlando in Orlando, if you remember, and they won, but it was a real ho-hum win. It was the Orlando Magic. Now they're playing the Miami Heat. Unless we get a monstrous Joel Embiid game, which I don't know if he's physically capable of, I don't see them winning this game. I think the Heat do end it. Okay, so you like the Mavericks' chances a little bit more than yeah. the Sixers. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, guessing. I hope I'm wrong. I hope yeah. the Sixers come out and fight. I would love to hear the Zaza Pachulia clip. I'll tell you that. Mm. Who wouldn't? Give us Game 7, baby. Uh, <laughs> We're going to get some Game 7s in hockey. That round one in hockey, amazing. Okay. We're not getting any any <laughs> quick series. 
maybe that's just hockey. You know, superstars can't take over. Uh, But, uh, yeah, anyways, enough hockey talk. Hopefully we get a game seven in round two. Yeah, hopefully. Maybe we get two. Trey, what do you think? What are the odds? Uh, I think one of them. One of them is going to force, and I'm with Tass. I lean more towards the Mavs just because they play such a high-variance style where if they hit 23s, you hit 23s, you got a chance at winning. They were better at home, and home court advantage seems to have mattered a lot, at least in the Western Conference uh, second round here. As for Philadelphia, Joel Embiid needs to try and win the MVP tonight. It's not going to happen because that was a regular season (laughs) award, but he needs to go out and show... You people are saying that not winning the MVP didn't affect me. Going into the game, you, people were saying that is going to affect you, and but in a positive way. Right. Let's see it, man. Let's see an Embiid MVP-style performance. But even if that's the case, James Harden needs to step up and do something as well. So uh, there's a lot of pressure on Philadelphia tonight. They did have a nice bounce back way back when, 2019, getting blown out, coming back and actually beating the Raptors in a Game 6. We know how Game 7 went, but they've done it in the past. Embiid has done it in the past, showed up after a a poor performance. So I would like to see him... uh, uh, you know, get his rep back a little bit here. It's the uh, anniversary of the Kawhi yes, four bouncer is. there in the corner versus the Sixers in yeah. Game 7. Uh, but back to the question, up or down on either of these teams forcing Game 7? Well, when you do a uh, basketball podcast, you want the content. I want Game 7's baby across the board because we'll get three on Sunday. If uh, I just checked yeah. that. These wouldn't be on Saturday. No, it's Thursday nothing. night tonight. Yep. And we would have, in theory, three Game 7's, like you said, yep. on Sunday and then... If Grizzlies Warriors go seven, that's on Monday. On Monday night, yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, it's like JD when you're when you're producing a show. He wants game sevens for every series except for the finals. He wants a sweep. So uh, <laughs> right, because then he can get on vacation. Exactly. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Doesn't care who wins them. Doesn't care how. Just seven, seven, seven. Then boom, get out of here okay. after four. So so you want them, but do you think they're realistic? Uh, well, I. Uh, Philadelphia is the hardest team to sort of figure out yeah. because they didn't even care in, in, in the most important game of their season. But they've also been very good in the two games against Miami in Philadelphia. Danny, and Danny Green doesn't miss when he plays. Yes, Philly, yes. Like, so, yeah. uh, and, and Miami couldn't hit a three-pointer in Philadelphia. Right. So if Miami can hit 10 or more threes, I think they win the game. Okay. Less than 10, I think Philadelphia drag it out to game seven, which I hope. Yeah, Miami went, what, seven for 30 in one of those games and then seven for 35 in the yes. other one in yes. Philadelphia. Can yep. they shoot a little bit better and does that help their chances too? Uh, wrap up the series in six we'll find out excited for more game sevens we'll talk about them tomorrow on the drop podcast we got five star uh friday oh get your reviews in in. get your reviews in rapid fire we didn't do that last week because we were on Mm -hmm. the beach answering everybody's questions so we'll have an action-packed drop podcast but that's tomorrow let's take our final break when we come back tk scott tweet of the night so don't go anywhere this episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Been doing a bunch of retirement planning stuff lately. So I've had documents flying in and out the mailbox. A lot of signatures both analog and digital, a lot of phone calls, a lot of stamps. Got to get my long-term future straight. Yeah. Let me tell you, Skeets, the things we build our future around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Watch your assets. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash nodunks for 10% off plus free document shipping. Trust and Will's website is simple to use and the process is straightforward. In no time, you'll have peace of mind that your assets and wishes are secure with easy access and control of your estate planning. 
Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs, whether it be care wishes, nomination guardians, final arrangements, or power of attorney. It's easy to ensure your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings or the state deciding what happens to your assets. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with trust and will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash no dunks. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash no dunks. All right, we'll start wrapping up today's show, but we got to get in a little tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Tweet of the night comes to us from Aaron Edwards. That's at A-Y-R-O-N-E-D. He's a writer for Crooked Media, works on Take Line and All Caps NBA with our guy, Jason Concepcion. His tweet reads, I will no longer keep living this lie. I watched season one of Animal Kingdom when it first dropped. Wow. It's a it's a bold confession, Aaron. <laughs> oh, Any of you guys ever watched Animal Kingdom? Mm-hmm. I've seen every commercial. Oh, my it. goodness, man. <laughs> I've seen the trailer now a million times. You know, we're about halfway through the playoffs here. Plays every single break on TNT. Yep. I feel like I'm going crazy because the final <laughs> season of Animal Kingdom looks really good to me. I'm like, I don't know how long it's been on. I don't know if they're taking I like think it's one six scene, season, maybe six seasons. I think so. I think it's the fifth or sixth season. Well, I don't know if they're just taking one scene from every season, but it looks explosive. <laughs> looks dramatic to me. I I feel like because we've been watching so many playoff games over obviously the last de- two decades, but there was a woman in Animal Kingdom, the mom. I assume. Oh, I've never they, seen they bring single, up the mom a lot. In but the, she must in be dead, right? Yeah, yeah, they're doing it for her. I think. Yeah, That's yeah. So she dies in what season? Like we saw her in all those commercials. <laughs> A couple years ago. Uh, <laughs> That's a great and then point. we never see her That's in these now. Point. So I, I'm guessing. This is not me spoiling. I've never seen the show. Oh, yeah. But it's, she must die yeah. in season four or five. Well, or I just looked it up here on Google. And in the sidebar, there's Network TNT, you know, the information here, adapted from Animal Kingdom. Then there's the line of Mom, colon, Ellen Barkin. Yeah. So just Mom just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, that's right. Like, yeah. it, it's. Network. So, yes, it's, it's got to be for mom, Ellen Barkin. <laughs> Doing it for mom. Janine Cody yeah. uh, in the show, I suppose. Janine? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. The family's matriarch is Jay's estranged grandmother, Janine Smurf Cody, from who yeah. he's been sidelined yeah, for nickname, years, shielded right? for years. Yeah, I think. I don't know. Animal Kingdom. You ever thought about Barkin. walking? Barkin. <laughs> I think you know my answer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, did not, uh, like, T- what's TNT under now? What's the giant umbrella it's under? Warner Media? Is that right? Yeah, that's Could been be, there yeah. for a while. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. yeah I mean, got sold to Discovery, well, Discovery now. Yeah, that's yeah, right. AT&T, they admitted their mistake. They sold off WarnerMedia to Discovery. Right, right. Well, I heard that there's no <laughs> no scripted shows now on, like, there's going to be moving forward. This is one of, like, the rare scripted shows. So you're saying we should watch the final season hell of yeah. Animal, Animal Kingdom. What the hell happened to Bones? <laughs> I don't, I don't know, man. I, that's <laughs> going to be a change for us. See, Bones was different because we were always watching the final three minutes of every Bone yeah. episode, Bones episode right. leading into the game. But Animal Kingdom, we never see that. It's just we just see the, uh-huh. the ads for it. Yeah. But it's on TNT. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say Animal H- Kingdom. And Hulu, I guess. Animal Kingdom, to me, just from the previous, looks better than Burn Notice did. From the previous, yeah. which is like a previous yeah. uh, always showing up advertisement. And that was my other question. Like I said, we've seen so many of these commercials. They're repeating, obviously. 
Which other ones live rent free in your head from watching the playoffs? Oh, Mountain Dew. I mean, I can't fucking stand the Samuel L. Jackson commercial. Uh, the Capital, Capital One with the little mini figurines. That one drives me insane after you see it a million times. I sort of am still enjoying the Lamelo Ball one. It's not bad. Where he's uh, he wants to be employee of the he month wants to be at AT and yeah. yeah, don't mind it. I like when uh, um, Lavar showed. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Uh, what are the other ones? Uh, you're you're yeah, usually no, watching. I'm, I'm online. I'm, yeah. so I'm watching the in crowd. The uh, yeah. the jumbotron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, smart. Watching uh, people go crazy there. You know, lifting their shirt up and trying to. Trying to kiss their partner when it's the t-shirt toss and not kiss Cam, and the girls are always like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, but but the, a couple of commercials. I remember when I first arrived in Canada, and this Sidney Crosby one was on non-stop, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god!" It was just never ending. I've still got that. And then the uh, what was the commercial? Yeah, it was just him like talking about when he was a kid, how he dreamed of playing hockey, and then he was he was like. Um, taping up his stick and all that and it was just this beautiful moment you know Sydney Sid the kid Tim Hortons commercial sounds like no it wasn't no, it was on no. uh, I don't know what okay. it was on, but it was a long time ago and then the Derek Rose you know if you took away the lights if you took away the fans what would be left <laughs> everything remember that one yeah, yeah. Oh, man. it's a while yeah. oh man all right what, times, any other uh, current commercials it's going to us that's back it, man. Yeah. What about the Popeyes commercial where they say uh we're almost number one selling shrimp. You know that one? Yeah. yeah that's a good I point. actually Googled. I was trying to figure out, well, what's number one? Who, who sells the most shrimp? Long it's John, very hard to find. Long John Silver? No way. No way. No way. Uh, who else like, is slinging fast food shrimp? That's uh, a great question. Yeah. Yeah. They're very rare. We're not quite number one. We're exactly. trying to get there. Long John Silver is a good guess, but there's. Bubba? What about yeah, Bubba? Yeah, Bubba. Can you even no order Bubba gum to your I, house? I, I, I don't think that it's a fast food. I think it's just like a wholesaler of shrimp somewhere. Like it's oh. just, you know, wow. there were almost number one. It's like we're number two and they're so, very proud of it. And a, a, fair enough, I guess. But wow. It's a really weird thing to brag about. Yeah. Being number <laughs> yeah. two. Mm. Uh, I don't know where I'm seeing the Uber Eats with uh, with Greg from uh, eat for, uh, eating the, the no, tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Greg yeah. from Su- Succession's eating the tape. Yeah, and he says, "Well, I guess it came in the bag. <laughs> I guess you can eat the tape." <laughs> Why is there tape in the bag? I mean, I think it's a because good commercial. it's like it's just saying you can get anything from Uber Eats. Isn't there the other yeah. one, uh, Jennifer Coolidge eating like uh, the uh, chapstick? Right? Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do like the line <laughs> that, that Greg has where. Uh, I think he has two of them, right? Because he yeah. has yeah. one where he's eating toothpaste and he's like, yeah. ooh, toothpaste. Yeah. That's an eats, but not a swallow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, ah, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> well, let's hear your uh, favorite commercial uh, of the playoffs, or your least favorite, I guess. One that's driving you mad. <laughs> How do you feel about that one? I mean, you've it's seen it earlier a thousand times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that the jingle at the end saves it because I actually don't think that Levine delivers his line all that well. Yeah. You ever realize how easy it is to see problem placement? <laughs> and then suddenly it's Charlie <laughs> Kelly from It's Always Sunny. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and also shout out to the longtime Liberty Biberty. I love that guy. Oh, that one's <laughs> funny. Mutual. That one's Liberty, not Liberty. bad. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Commercials, man. But let's start Animal Kingdom. Let's do a rewatch. Uh, not a rewatch. Oh, let's no. just do a watch. A watch. Yeah, <laughs> straight watch. Yeah, I'll watch it. Okay, would you rather do this oh, summer oh, watch... Boy. All the episodes of Animal Kingdom and talk about them and podcast about them, or Elf. 
Season one of Elf. Wow. Season one of Animal. Elf. Before Animal. they bring it back, let's get ahead of the curve. <laughs> Are they definitely bringing it back? Hell yeah. Wow. If I have anything wow. to say about it. <laughs> Spaceship is landing. It's been up in the air for 25 years. It's going to land. You know why we should do Elf? Or the you know a, a positive for it? 20 minutes long. I do like I that. I bet you Animal Kingdom's got to be an hour show, right? 40 uh, minutes seems with Seems like a 44-minute drama. Yeah, 44, sure. Yeah, I don't want to be technical about it, but since you got technical about it, are we doing a, an episode after each, each elf. elf episode? Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, boy, no air <laughs> <laughs> That's a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you want to do, a couple? And then... Yeah, I think so. I think one it's a guaranteed two-hour episode per 20 minutes. I no, think. no, no, no. Trust no, me. No. We'll go for two hours. Uh, I know us. We'll be talking I, my, about my, my... feet for like an oh, hour. Anytime we see feet on Elf, yeah, like we celebrate it. Anytime he almost eats a cat, we mm. celebrate it. Uh, anytime he, we see Melmac, oh my god, that was few and far <laughs> wow. between. What would Alf order from Uber Eats? Mm. Cats. <laughs> Cats out the bag. <laughs> <laughs> my final thought, back to Animal Kingdom to put, a, to put a bow on it. It reminds me, in only seeing the commercials, it's kind of like a Son, Sons of Anarchy vibe It definitely it, seems right? like it. Yep. It's got a family. Are they, are they badasses? Are they... Breaking the like laws, I assume so. A lot of explosions. Yeah. Uh, you got some Giannis dribbles of blood for sure on people's yeah. faces. It looks very Sons of Anarchy-ish yeah. to me. But apparently it was inspired by a 2010 Australian neo-noir qu- crime drama film called Animal Kingdom as well, Lee. Mm. It was inspired by the events of the Pettengill crime family oh. of Melbourne, Victoria. Wow. <laughs> Someone's okay. in now. Yeah. Start good, the, start good job, yeah, Trey. Yeah, you got yeah. him interested, Trey. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, do you know a, who he's talking about? I absolutely do. Uh, Were they animals? Uh, <laughs> well, well, uh, one of them was uh, rather ruthless. I'll say that much. Yeah, Ooh. I can't think of his name right now, but I know exactly who I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, in the eighties. <laughs> uh, his name was Mr. Um, Kingdom. No, 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 no. no. I, I can't think Smurf? of his name, but uh, yeah. he uh, he was a notorious killer. And the mum, uh, Marge Petting, was that her name, Smurf? Marge? She, uh, <laughs> I believe, uh, I believe she had one glass eye. Yeah, this sounds yeah. like a, I love this show. A cool yeah, story. Yeah, 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 yeah. A cool yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to try and save Animal Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, that's going off the air. Maybe we'll have to hop on their uh, Patreon or something. We'll we'll fund the seventh season of Animal Kingdom. <laughs> Executive producers, no never doubt. seen an episode. We'll film it here. <laughs> Let's see if I can trigger something, Lee, because I did say Smurf was the grandmother, but oh. uh, I think I was wrong. Uh, an overdose kills the mom, Ooh. and Joshua J. Cody, who the story is based around, moves to live with his freewheeling relatives. So, do you remember? Any- well, so so Kath Pettingill is the matriarch, and her yeah. son Dennis Allen. His way of killing people was to uh, inject them with overdose. Really? Yeah. <laughs> the old overdose injection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heroin Give him a hot shot. That's what they used to call it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He killed a lot of people. Sounds intense. For All a right. TNT show. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> oh, the things I hated. Can, yeah, but hold on, good. hold on. Can you just tell, do you know the woman I'm talking nothing. about that I thought was probably the grandma from years prior? I mean, I guess. Smurf, Janine Smurf Cody? Sort of like, look, I'll say so it. She's sort alive. of super hot grandma. That must be, that must be Ellen Barkin. Are yeah. you barking up that tree? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think so. It must be Ellen Barkin. Speaking of trees, I gotta get going my dog. Yeah, you're describing Ellen Barkin. If you're saying super hot grandma, that's Ellen That's Barkin. her. Yeah, for okay, sure. Okay, so that yeah. is that Smurf? Yeah, yes. Okay, but we think she's probably dead at this point because they're never showing her. No, I think she. the mom died, but I think Barkin is... Really? 
alive. Why wouldn't they? You, huh. you wouldn't be including her, I feel like, in, in these commercials. But Oh, she's not in the commercials at all? I don't think so. Not these recent ones. Huh. Trey? Mom built this, now we got to fight for it. I don't know if they say that specifically, but that's the general <laughs> vibe of what I think Animal Kingdom Season 6 is all about. Or 7, whichever it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, Who knows? Uh, guys, let's call it there. Good 10 minutes on Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at nodunksinc. Get yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks. Get your nodunks merch over at nodunks.com. We've been wearing a lot of those brand new shirts, the classic shirts as we're calling them, over the last couple days. You can go get those now, again, at nodunks.com. All right, drop podcast tomorrow. Enjoy the games tonight. Hopefully we get to drop the Zaza clip tomorrow. Mm. Fingers crossed for that. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, like Reggie Bullock with the Dallas Mavericks, Sandra her last name is actually pronounced Sandra Bullock. It's not Bullock anymore. She changed it. Yeah. yeah. Brace your speed, people. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.